0: Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you? Get in touch with technology with Tech Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey there, everybody. My name is Chris Bullett, and I am an editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And cracking up across from me, as usual, because I said something goofy, is senior writer Jonathan Strickland.
1: Just think about it. Our whole world is sitting there on a computer. It's in the computer. Everything—your your your DMV records, your your social security, your credit cards, your medical records—it's all right there. Everyone is stored in there. It's like this little electronic shadow on each and every one of us, just just begging for someone to screw with. And you know what? They've done it to me. And you know what? They're gonna do it to you. Dun dun dun. I was either gonna do that, or hi everybody. Since you kind of started off that way but (laughs) at any rate today we thought we would talk about some of the uh, interesting tech that debuted or became popular in the last year that being 2010 okay and kind of give our impressions on it uh so some of it's going to be stuff that we particularly like in some cases it might not be you know technology that we particularly like or use but we, we found it notable in some sense so um uh, would you like me to start? Or do you want to start?
0: Um, well, you know what mine's probably going to be.
1: I can think of one right off the top of my head. Let's see if I I'm mean, right.
0: the 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 one that I actually have in the office with me at the moment.
1: Does it rhyme with "by dad"? Yes, it does. Okay, so you're talking about <laughs>
0: the iPad, yes, Apple's device, which uh, you know we made a prediction about last year. Yes, I mean, we, we. It had been sitting there. But I'm not doing this to torture you. I no, mean, that's fine. You know what? Frankly, I didn't expect it to be as big as it. It did. What you, you didn't? You expected I thought it was going to be, maybe be like there.
1: Seven-inch screen or five-inch screen?
0: Popular. Oh, as popular gotcha. as it was. I oh, kind of figured it would be sort of a, a niche market thing, but and it, it's it is, but it, the niche is bigger than I thought it was.
1: Well, and and part of that, I mean, you can't be blamed for that because, like we said back when we did our original podcast about the iPad rumors, uh, the tablet form factor had never really been successful. And so it was hard to imagine a product that would change that. And yet Apple did it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was a huge story in 2010. Yep. And, of course, the rumors about uh, a tablet device uh, from Apple started years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They they
1: they were coming to um, pretty much a a frothy, steamy head by the end of uh, 2009 so if apple had not come out with a tablet device in 2010 we would have all been upset
0: i was imagining rumor beer i just want a, um, i
1: just want a latte i want a latte so badly right, all right now i need right. some caffeine okay okay
0: well uh and the thing is too i was thinking like the windows tablets mm-hmm. and this is a completely different well um almost completely different form factor from those larger more laptop like uh, devices, mm-hmm. so I think I think that that particular size uh, and the fact that it already had an established base of software sure uh, helped it a lot. So yeah, that that definitely was a, a big story this year. Of course, uh, Oprah named it one of her favorite things. Well,
1: and and so Apple I mean, that made, that always
0: helps with the publicity. Apple made a really
1: savvy decision to create a device that could run apps, but was not trying to replicate what you do on a computer because that that model had been tried many times before and that was the one that had failed multiple times so apple said no that's not how we're going to do it we're yeah. going to design this so that it runs apps that are either uh, uh made specifically with this device in mind or are easily convertible from our iPod touch and iPhone uh, uh platforms yeah yeah so yeah it was a really smart move and it paid off so yeah that was a that was a huge tech, tech story in 2010 yeah um Okay, I'm. Gonna, I've got one that's a little self-serving. Okay. Uh, actually, it's a lot self-serving, but I'm being sincere when I say this. Mm-hmm. The HowStuffWorks.com app for yes. the iPhone and iPod Touch. Mm-hmm. I actually really like it. Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't own an iPhone, but my wife does. Yes. Yeah. She has an iPhone now, and the second application that she downloaded was the HowStuffWorks.com app. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I, I played with it on there. I'd played with it a little bit before that. I'd written an article about the, the app before, uh, so to time so that it would come out at the same time that the app went public. And uh, it really, I like it a lot. And the reason why I like it is it it collects all our stuff in a very easily accessible way. Mm-hmm. Because if you visited HowStuffWorks.com, you know that we have these amazing articles on our site. You know, yes. we articles, quizzes, games, that kind of stuff on our site. We have another site that houses our blogs, Mm -hmm. so you can read all the blog entries written by the people who do the various podcasts, as well as some blogs that that don't have a podcast yet. Right. Then we've got the podcasts, so you can go to an RSS uh, uh, site, or you can go through iTunes or whatever to get access to the podcasts. Yeah. And then we have our social networking, right? So then you'd have to go to Facebook or Twitter in order to interact with us on those social networks. But this app collects it all in one place and makes it really easy to go back and forth.
0: You know... I know I am not the only person who wants to know what the first app was, but I bet I can guess.
1: I, I, will, I will put it this way. I'm, without revealing what that app was, I will say that it relates directly to her job.
0: Oh, okay. So it was Rats. not Angry Birds. I thought it was going to be Angry Birds. No.
1: The first app I downloaded on my HTC G2, which, by the way, another tech story that I like, uh, was Angry Birds. <laughs>
0: <laughs> actually, you know, that, that was a big uh, – the HTC G2 is a story, but mm-hmm. uh, so was Angry Birds. Yep. Oh, it yeah, was huge.
1: I, I actually which, have that on my list too, yeah.
0: Which is kind of amazing to think about, uh, you know, just an an individual game. And not even a console game or a PC game, but well, an app.
1: I didn't think any game was ever going to really take the focus away from the discussion about Farmville. <laughs> but then Angry Birds came out, and that became the game everyone talked about. It wasn't Farmville anymore. It was Angry Birds. Not that not that the, you played the game on the same platform. You didn't. But you can and. now, yeah. But Ang- Angry Birds was uh, was just the thing that everyone talked about. So much so that I had to download it when I got my my G2 because... Um I had just heard so much about it and I I'd seen videos but I never played it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean I yeah. never had a chance to. And um here's what I have to say about Angry Birds. Okay. Thank goodness I now know what those strange noises are from the bathroom stall next to me because I thought <laughs> I thought we had people with severe digestive problems. Oh. But now I know it's just that people playing Angry Birds while they're in the john.
0: Okay. That's way too much information about our coworkers.
1: How do you think I feel? I lived
0: it, <laughs> and I don't. I don't have angry birds, so it's not me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. How about a uh, Windows Phone Seven? Windows Phone 7, a big story. Uh, that's one
1: of those things, I was going to say it in our, our predictions episode, but I uh, we're recording this after we've recorded our episode about predictions for 2011, mm-hmm. uh, so it did not make it into that episode. I can say that for sure, because I didn't say it. Uh, but um, I think that Windows Phone 7 is going to have a decent but not spectacular year in 2011. Uh, I think it's going to build a good foundation, mm-hmm. and I think after 2011 it'll really start to become a contender in the smartphone space because i got to tell you that is a flashy nice looking os for mm-hmm. a smartphone
0: yeah yeah i think uh i think microsoft's past in the mobile market is hurting it yeah as far as this this os is concerned because i from what i've seen it's a nice operating system and the critical claim has been yeah, pretty, critics pretty solid. Have, critics
1: have responded very well to it. I mean, yeah. all the first look stuff seems to be that, you know, this is this is definitely a contender. It it it, it can go toe to toe with iOS and Android mm-hmm. in the smartphone space. I just think it's going to take about a year for it to really get its footing, and yeah. then it'll it'll like 2012. I think will be when we see, like, some great competition in the mm-hmm. smartphone space. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that because no matter which platform you support. Everyone benefits from competition that's right, because everyone starts to innovate and uh, invest in their platforms, and everyone improves as a result of that
0: and there will be more flame wars as people talk about how crummy the other right, o s exactly. is and yours
1: how... I hate you and the phones you like, yes, yeah, instead of I hate you and the bands you like exactly
0: it, very much so yeah
1: uh, I've got one piece of tech that did not that that I wanted so badly to come out, but it it died in development uh-oh. The Lenovo U1. Oh, yes. Now, you guys might remember, uh, after CES, I was talking about this a lot. I blogged about it. I think I talked about it on podcasts. The Lenovo U1 was a pretty neat uh, a computer. It, it was a laptop computer where you could detach the screen from the computer base, and it would become a tablet. And not only that, but it ran on two different operating systems.
0: Two operating systems.
1: When it was connected uh, as a a laptop, it ran, I believe it was Windows. And um, when you detached the the screen, it would become a Linux tablet.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Um, It was supposed to launch in the summer of 2010. Lenovo ended up shelving that. Ah, uh, there was talk that Lenovo might relaunch the u one but use a different operating system for the tablet, possibly Android
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: but we still haven't seen it and so I don't know if they if that project still has any steam in Le- in Lenovo land, but I really hope so because it was actually i mean it was the kind of tablet that I wanted, yeah, because it meant that you could if you needed to use a laptop like capability, you just connect it and then you can type away and whatever but if yeah. you just wanted something where you could you know read a book or Watch a movie, pop that screen out, and you're good to go.
0: Awesome. Um, let's see. Other big tech stories. <laughs> really? You want to do that one?
1: Yeah, Google uh, Buzz. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a tech story. Yeah. Not a good one.
0: No. Well,
1: at least not, not the initial response.
0: Yeah, Google Google had a, uh, a couple of... Uh, Sort of busts this year, yeah, which is kind of surprising. On a couple of things. Uh, Buzz, which uh, was their answer to Twitter, yeah. sort of a microblogging service. But the problem wasn't with the service so much as it was with the privacy settings.
1: Yeah, it, it allowed you to see another person's connect uh, contacts. Essentially, their, yes. their Gmail contacts really mm-hmm. is what it boiled down to, and it it revealed more information about people and the people they know than a lot of folks were comfortable with yes and so there was a pretty big backlash to google buzz early early on uh, just shortly after it launched and uh, as a result uh, google actually apologized Mm -hmm. and uh, went back and tweaked those settings so that it wasn't so open and um and there are still people who use google buzz it's not it hasn't gone away in fact i still use it and a couple of my friends use it. in fact one of my friends has stopped using, really, Facebook and Twitter for the most part. And wow. she still uses Google Buzz, which Interesting. is pretty crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I use all three, but then I'm a social media junkie. So
0: Yes, you are.
1: Yes, well, pot and kettle, dear Paulette.
0: <laughs> well, then there's, uh, then there's Google Wave, which was supposed to be a big tech story. It was yeah. a big tech story in 2009. Yeah. And then it just sort of – people had a difficult time learning how to use it, and then – Came the news that they weren't going to support it anymore.
1: Yeah, and you figured they're going to incorporate that technology into their other products.
0: Oh sure, yeah. I, and it's not it's not gone. That was the initial word was yeah. that they were going to just get rid of it. But you know, I still have access to my Google Notebook. Yeah, uh, I checked the other day. Um, So I, I think they'll probably leave it there for people who want to and can use it. I just don't think they're going to make any significant improvements. to not supporting it like they were.
1: Yeah, they they may just look at bits and pieces of it and say, you know what? This would work really well in Gmail. Let's go ahead and adapt this so that we can incorporate it into a Gmail feature, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, now, Chris and I actually found a really good use for for Wave back when we had Tech Stuff Live. Mm-hmm. We would use that to build our show order. And uh, and it became pretty helpful. We could put in links, and we could order the show exactly the way we wanted to. We would discuss the various news stories and narrow it down. And it became a, a nice way to have an interactive meeting without having to actually you know book a conference room or something. Right. But that's a very specific use, and it's hard to argue for a tool that you know I couldn't really come up with another use that I could put it to use for you know yeah. on a regular basis. So it. Yeah, the writing was kind of on the wall for that one.
0: Yeah, they uh they they sort of promoted it with, you know, you're going to have Google Wave discussions with your friends and set up meetings and things, you know, uh get togethers. Yeah. Not not corporate meetings, but you parties. Know, parties and things like that. And yeah. I I just don't see how think, you would use think, it for that.
1: Yeah, evite has yeah. that it's already so easy to create an electronic invitation using evite or one of the many other services that have similar features
0: mm-hmm. that
1: even facebook you create a facebook event uh or heck you even put it out on twitter yeah. if you want to do an impromptu thing mm-hmm. it just i think there were enough other tools that did it well enough that google wave was so it had a, it had a really steep learning curve i yeah. mean it was just one of those things where you're looking at that for the first day or so thinking what the heck can i do yeah Look, there's too much there's yeah. so much stuff that i don't know how to use this
0: mm-hmm.
1: um Keeping it kind of uh, connected to Google, yeah, um, in a way, and talking about stuff that died out, cool. Oh yes, C U I L, cool. The the search engine that was uh, uh, headed by former Google employees and uh, and other people as well.
0: The Google killer. The Google killer. That wasn't.
1: Yeah, they uh, that search engine went away in 2010. Uh, the the plug was pulled. Um, all the employees were let go, and the servers were turned off, and now there is no cool. In the, you, know, you can't find it. I mean, you can, if you go to the website, there's nothing there.
0: So you're saying we've lost our cool.
1: Yes, we have lost our cool, and the cool encyclopedia that went along with it. That actually did launch in 2010, but it wasn't enough to keep the, the, the search engine around.
0: We did gain wool well from alpha.
1: We did gain wool. Well, was that in 2010? Was it? I thought that was No, maybe it was 2009 That might actually be a little earlier Sorry, darn it Well, it's hard for me to remember too because I was like I had to actually look stuff up Oh, we got Rockmelt
0: Oh, that's true New browser Yeah
1: That's intimately tied with your Facebook profile Oh, yes That's really the only way to use it and so uh, that's made some people nervous about privacy issues as well So Rockmelt is brand new It's still in beta Uh, It's still invitation only but those invites multiply because when you get invited then you suddenly have three invitations and when you invite other people, they get invitations. Plus, if they download, if people you invite download Rockmelt, you get your invitations back. So you can really? invite more people. So really, it's, it's one of those you know, they tell two friends, and they tell two friends, and so on. I, and I can so hear on. you thinking about that. Except commercial. that it, it's more than that, right? Because I tell two friends, they tell two friends. Well, meanwhile, I'm telling two other friends, and they're telling two friends. So it just, it, it explodes very quickly.
0: Well, um, stuff like that usually does, I think, based on the encounters I've had with betas and things like that—it just—it just takes off. Um, and yes, you're right. That was 2009 for Wolfram Alpha. So I,
1: I thought it might be. Rats. It's hard to remember. You know,
0: it, it's funny. People say that tech years are like dog years. Yeah. Um, I I can see that.
1: All right, I've got another one. Okay. And this actually goes back to Apple and and phones again. iPhone four.
0: Oh yes, and Antenna Gate.
1: Antenna Gate and Glass gate. Ah, uh, yes. So I, the iPhone 4 coming out, having the uh, the front-facing camera, FaceTime, all that stuff, uh, plus the iPod Touch with the new uh, cameras so that you can use FaceTime on those as well. Um, yeah, Apple really had a pretty big year for introducing new devices when you factor in the iPad, the iPhone 4, and the new iPod Touch, plus the other new iPod form factors as well. The only one that did not get an update was iPod Classic, which actually wasn't referred to at all in their event, but it True. still exists. Mm-hmm. It's still for sale. So uh, there was that. Um, It was a big year for games. True. Uh, We had games like Fallout New Vegas, Halo Reach, Left 4 Dead 2, Epic Mickey, Medal of Honor. Uh, Mm. Lots and lots and lots of games. I spent many, many hours playing games until my Xbox 360 died. Yes. I should be getting that in the mail any day now.
0: Oh, um, I, I remember one thing. It came out of our predictions for 2010. But uh, as a good thing. What's that? Um, which was Palm being acquired. So mm-hmm. it looks like uh, Palm's new webOS operating system will continue to live on yep. uh, now that the company has been acquired by Hewlett-Packard.
1: I've um, got some fun.
0: Which is kind of interesting.
1: Some fun tech stories that we can talk about briefly. Sure. Do you remember Chat Roulette? Oh, I do. Yeah, that was a news story that broke in 2010. Of course, that was the video chatting service that would randomly pair people uh, for chatting um, sessions. And uh, of course, that was where we learned that many people apparently have no problem with nudity in front of strangers.
0: Yes. And we learned that some people like to imitate Ben Folds and sing to whomever is on the other end of
1: the screen. And sometimes apparently it is Is Ben Ben Folds. Folds. Apparently one of those people Ben Folds. Yes. Uh yeah, Chat Roulette was funny and um I'll never forget the the greatest screen capture I did all year long was when uh the Daily Show ran a segment about Chat Roulette and at the end of the segment they had a uh, a certain uh, Natalie Del Conte, now Natalie Morris, who uh, uh was commenting on Chat Roulette and then hiding her face in her hands as one of the uh the nudists I referred to uh, joined chat with her. Mm-hmm. And so I got a great screen capture of Natalie hiding her face in her hands in a window above John Stewart's shoulder. It was a beautiful thing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. She, it was a proud moment for her. She was on Daily Show. <laughs> C- congratulations, Natalie. Um, double rainbow. Ah. What does it mean?
0: <laughs> oh.
1: Yeah. We're going to go with memes. I mean, there's certain memes that I, I I would mention, but I couldn't go into any detail mm-hmm. because it's objectionable material. Yes. Like uh, there's a certain song that got really popular. Actually, there's two songs I can think of off the top of my head that got really popular in the internet, and neither of them are ones that we can talk about.
0: You should you should probably refrain from mentioning them at all. At all? Yes. Because so I, now I everybody wants to I know. I can't talk about
1: insane clown posse and CeeLo. No. Oh, okay, I won't. Uh, there's. How about this? Here's a great story. Yeah, Old Spice and their YouTube ad. Oh yes, where they they Isaiah responded Mustafa. in real time to Twitter messages. Yeah, spent
0: a whole day shooting replies and posting them rapid fire.
1: This was uh, that reminds me of the uh, Conan marketing. Cam. Yes, Conan Cam. Yeah, another another example of using the internet in a brilliant way, a very absurd, silly way. To get attention, mm-hmm. uh, so with the with the oil, Old Spice one, of course, they were using the the, the I'm on a horse guy. Yeah, Isaiah right? Mustafa. Isaiah, Isaiah, exactly. And he was responding to Twitter messages. Uh, people were sending tweets, and he would direct these responses to specific people, and they got posted to YouTube, and they were all hilarious and bizarre and and absurd. And people just flipped out on Twitter. They, I can't believe the the Old Spice guys talking to me. And uh, there were conversations that started up between the Twitter people and, and Isaiah, and it was just hilarious. Great marketing. And of course, the Conan thing was a twenty four hour camera set up in the stairwell mm-hmm. of Team Coco.
0: Yes, Conan O'Brien's new show on on TBS. They were preparing for the launch, and as as the the first show was impending. Uh, they had show staffers come out and do stuff in the stairwell. Like, they'd do uh, dramatic readings. Uh, they dancing would play taco. games. The dancing taco. Okay, the best part. Bears doing aerobics. Yes,
1: bears doing aerobics were awesome. But the dancing taco was my favorite, and here's why. The, the, the camera angle was in a stairwell, and you could also see down a hallway. And in the hallway, there was an elevator, right? Mm-hmm. There's one point where the dancing taco starts to – it's a guy in a taco – outfit doing just goofy dance moves to this to this looped free music for about
0: half an hour yeah
1: so he's dancing and at one point he starts dancing down the hallway and then he dances down to the elevator pushes the button continues to dance the elevator doors open he gets in the elevator the doors close about two minutes later you see him dancing up the stairs (laughs) and then he's when he gets to the top he, he says to the camera stairs are hard Let's limit the stairs, and it just goes right back to <laughs> dancing. And I was like, this, "This, I know it's incredibly stupid. I know that there's no sophistication to this humor. I love it."
0: Yeah, yep, and uh, of course the dancing Taco Bell,
1: the dancing Taco Bell that followed. Uh, yes, um, um, another fun story. Sorry. Yes, la uh, Oh, one of my pet favorites, uh, Edward the Kill guy.
0: Yes, we oh. kill a a, a uh, uh Soviet entertainer from the 1960s and 70s. That's a that's a meme that's pretty clean. Uh although apparently, which is funny because he had no idea that he had uh come back into vogue. He yeah. used to sing this song all over. Uh yeah, yeah. you know, the the TV, he was a very popular singer. Um and he has a uh, very interesting facial expressions. Yes. Uh when and and the funny thing is he's he seems like a really nice guy. They've yeah. done interviews with him since then, and he apparently was told by one of his grandchildren, hey, you're an internet sensation now. And, and uh, he said, say what? Yeah, exactly. They've done interviews with him, and, and uh, it turns out the song, the reason he was doing these vocalizations right. instead of using actual lyrics were the lyrics were basically about being free.
1: Yeah, it was it was like a cowboy song yeah. about being free on the open range and that was a uh, an idea that the Soviet government wasn't really 100% behind at the time. <laughs> so he was strongly encouraged to change the lyrics. So he just he just made it where it was just him making sounds really singing these sounds to the tune. And sort of uh, like
0: scat singers used to do when they would forget the lyrics. That sort of gave birth to the the movement of scat if so, you yeah, will, the vocal yeah. movement of scat.
1: The song is great, but the video
0: <laughs> the video's is, awesome.
1: Possibly the greatest thing to ever be on the internet ever.
0: <laughs> and the fact that he is, it became sort of a, a joke overnight and has a good uh, a good sense of humor about it, um, I think just makes him that more endearing to people. Yeah. So anyway, so yeah, I a, loved that meme. Wow, that was a long time ago, but I guess it was this year.
1: Oh, man, trollolol. lol. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing about memes too, right? Memes yeah. tend to have, with a few exceptions, a meteoric rise they're really popular for a couple of months, and then they disappear.
0: Yeah, and then typically, and then
1: the next meme will take over. Some of them last longer. Some of them become kind of a joke later on that you can reference, but no one's really, you know, watching the videos actively anymore. Yeah, it's like you know, I can has meme. Right. You'll see. You'll see a two or three week period where the views on YouTube just skyrocket, and yes. then after that, they trickle off pretty quickly, and they, they still might have steady viewership. But it'll be a fraction of what it used to be.
0: Oh, noes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. Hmm. What I'm else? To think um, back. Internet Explorer nine.
0: Internet Explorer nine. That's there's true. There's another
1: browser that that debuted. Um, mm-hmm. And people talked about how fast it was. Uh, there's some other developments with Internet Explorer nine that seem pretty interesting to me. Like uh, they're going to incorporate the no tracking system. So you can, if you have it active, then you aren't tracked while you uh, navigate the internet. Uh, you know, you've got private browsing on various systems as well, but the definition of private seems to be somewhat flexible depending upon the browser. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's see that that came out. Uh, what else? What other big big stories should hmm. we talk about, or just things Google that we liked
0: Google Chrome OS?
1: Google Chrome OS, which is just at the end of uh, 2010, it's which just which we now made. releasing. Well at the end of 2009 we knew that the developer build right. for Chrome OS was out and they had said at that time that this was uh geared toward a a launch in the end of 2010.
0: Right. So it's not a surprise <clears throat> but uh but it is releasing and the uh the app store that goes with it.
1: No, the the, the surprise, I would say, from Google was the driverless cars. Yes. That, that was a big surprise.
0: It was a big surprise because it turns out that they had been testing this for a long time. Yeah,
1: 140,000 miles before they actually announced it. That's, yep. that's a lot of miles to be driving around with no actual active human driver. I mean, there, was, yes. there was someone behind the wheel at all times. There was never a moment where the car was by itself, like there was no one in the car. Yes, They always had someone who could take over should there be a catastrophic failure of the system. Uh, but as far as we know, there there were no such incidents. There was uh, a couple of stories about uh, accidents that um, the Google car was involved in. Um, at least one of them, I remember it being uh, the Google car was rear-ended, so it may or may not have been the Google car's fa- fault. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the Google car stopped suddenly, then it probably was its fault but I, I just don't know the details of that i think i said that when we did our podcast on the google car mm-hmm. and i never went back to actually read the story to see how it turned out so
0: yeah yeah and then there was the uh incident with the uh the black trans am which apparently was jealous of the other driverless car
1: michael <laughs> i'm going right. to sing about the constitution i'm sorry i'm mixing up the movies now yes you are
0: yeah. uh, and one of them is a tv show it's not even a movie.
1: No, there were there was the Made for TV movie I'll have you know.
0: Oh, Night yeah. Rider. Uh, no. Yeah. Okay. So Night Rider
1: 1776. There's... It was brilliant.
0: And then and then uh the Google phone.
1: Yeah, also the Nexus 1. Yeah, which Which was released in in 2009, but really,
0: yeah. But at the time, we were talking about it like it was going to start the Google Store, and they were going to sell – they were going to get in the phone business, and they were really going to do this. And then a few months later, early this year, they said, yeah, you know what? No.
1: Yeah, that was kind of a – well, I mean it's still a developer phone. And it it originally was a developer phone. It became a consumer phone at the very beginning of two thousand ten. Yes. I remember because I was at CES and there were people oh, who had literally yes. just had it delivered to them before they left for the show.
0: Yeah, but C E S is right at the, the bleeding edge of the first of the year. Yeah. So yeah. It- Sort of um, depends on how you look at it.
1: But yeah, 2010 was pretty much when the consumer Nexus One became a reality. It yeah. had already been a developer phone for a few weeks before that.
0: Yeah, and and, as, Go-
1: and Google employees had had it for months.
0: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And apparently, now when they discontinued it, they also said that it might be available to. Google developers and some other people after the fact, but they were no longer going to sell it to the public. Now the the Nexus S yeah may mark the it seems to be marking the the return of Google to the phone market, and that seems to be an interesting device too. But it's not going to I don't it's not supposed to actually hit the streets by the end of twenty ten. It will actually happen in twenty eleven from what I've read.
1: If am I, you may or may not know the answer to this question. Okay. But as I recall, do you remember was was the Nexus One was that an HTC device and the Nexus S is a Samsung?
0: I believe that to be true, and I, I can look at that. Think that's right. When you actually start talking, start talking about, about something
1: else. Okay, well, let me look at my list. Oh, 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 um, motion controlled gaming became yet another story. I mean, oh, we already yes. of course we already had the Wii
0: <laughs> Yes.
1: Uh, I'm reloading that story. But, uh, yeah, you know, we had the, th- that, and then Sony and Microsoft both came out with their motion controlled systems in 2010. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Sony Move and the Microsoft Kinect, respectively. And, uh, they are two different systems, uh, both of them use cameras to track movement. In the case of the Sony Move, the camera is tracking the motions of a, an LED that's on the end of the controller. That's mm-hmm. the thing that's inside the little snowball thing at the end of the controller.
0: Yeah, that's why you need the wand.
1: Yeah. So the wand itself, like the, the LED can light up different colors. It's supposed to light up a color that uh, shows up well against whatever background it happens to be in front of. And then the camera tracks that motion and translates that into the actions in the game. The Kinect, of course, has cameras that are trained on the user, him or herself, and your motions can control the the actions of a character in the game. Mm -hmm. Um, And we've seen some really, really cool hacks with the Kinect already. Some neat stuff where, like we saw the one where a guy was able to do real-time lightsaber effects, uh, using the Kinect, where he just picked up essentially like a broom handle, but it looked like a lightsaber, and he could you know waving the broom handle around and then in real time, his digital version of himself is waving around a lightsaber uh we've also seen uh them some people use it for digital puppetry and other applications as well so mm-hmm. that that seems like that's gonna be really a cool device in twenty eleven something for people to play with and find new ways to uh to uh create user interfaces and and interactive computing devices and mm-hmm. All sorts of applications.
0: And, yes, the answer to our question, uh, the Nexus one was built by HTC, and mm. this, the uh, Samsung will do the Nexus S. Excellent. So.
1: Um, I'm Well, we're kind of running low on time. Um, we've, we've gone for a good while here. I've got one other thing I will talk about that uh, I thought was kind of neat, uh, uh, something that was launched in 2010. Mm-hmm. Kickstarter. Now are you familiar with Kickstarter? A little bit. Kickstarter is a uh it's it's a fundraising um uh system really. It's mm-hmm. what you can use Kickstarter to be able to raise funds for various um um charities or or causes. And the way it works is that you you create an amount that you are, you know, it's your target amount. This is how much money you want to raise. And you create the amount of time that you have to raise that money. So let's say you've got two months to raise uh, Mm $2,000, and then you start soliciting donations to this cause through Kickstarter. People can go and they can make a donation through Kickstarter to your cause. If you hit $2,000, then everything goes through and you're able to use that money for whatever the cause was. Mm -hmm. If you don't make it, if you only get to $1,800, then all of those payments are canceled. No one is charged any money for using, you know, for donating to the cause. So if you, right. if you donated fifty dollars and they did not make their amount, it's not like that fifty dollars is gone. You get you get it back. It doesn't actually get charged to you. Cool. So it's a neat, yeah, it's a neat internet based way to try and do fundraising.
0: Yes, and I, I came up with one last one. Okay. Um, the governmental release of data, data.gov,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: the uh, the equivalent in the the UK. As well, mm-hmm. those that both launched this year, people have been able to uh, get their hands on a lot of uh, information from all kinds of government agencies that can be used in reports and, and mashups. Um, and, you know, just previously, it was very hard, not because it was classified so much, but you just because didn't know where you, to go. you didn't know where to go. It was hard to find uh, and you know it could be used uh, used by lots of different people for a lot of different things uh you know of course journalists like having that kind of thing on hand right so um you know the the uh, uh making that information more readily available is a a pretty neat deal and, yeah and uh, if you,
1: and if you couldn't find it there, you could go to Wikileaks. <laughs> We didn't talk about that either. That's
0: a uh, that's a different co- sort of governmental but information. Wiki but WikiLeaks yeah,
1: was a big story in 2010. But uh, WikiLeaks didn't year. launch in 2010. No, it, no. It that's launched true. in 2007, but it, it did make huge headlines around the world in 2010. Um, I have I I totally forgot to mention this, but it's one that I can't let go because okay. it was one of those things that people anticipated, and then we're still kind of anticipating it. The BlackBerry Playbook.
0: Oh, that's true. We
1: totally forgot about that. That was another tablet device that got launched in in 2010, just like the Samsung Galaxy Tab also launched in 2010. Yeah. But the BlackBerry Playbook was this, you know, that was the enterprise Mm -hmm. tablet, right? Because you think of the iPad, not everyone thinks of that as an enterprise device. I think of that as a personal device, although there are apps on it that you can use in enterprise functions. Yes. Um, But uh, I think a lot of people think of that as a play thing, not a work thing. Right, and so the the BlackBerry PlayBook, despite the name, is more of a work thing than a play thing. Yeah. Uh, now we still haven't really seen this yet, so it'll we'll have to wait to get our hands on it. But that announcement got a lot of attention in 2010.
0: Yeah, and I think one that will get some attention in 2011 that was announced in 2010 is uh, Mac OS 10.7 Lion. Right. Which will come out, uh, and yeah. the Linux community the Linux community had two releases as they always do this year, and uh, uh, Maverick Meerkat um they're they're going through some interesting changes too uh that's yeah. the most current release where they're uh changing the look and feel of the uh the Ubuntu um releases. so I think uh the Linux community has a lot to look forward to in the next couple years too but um they moved some, some made some big steps this year as well but you know that's uh probably a different community than a lot of our listening audience. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, although I'm sure. it's becoming more of a newsworthy item now that more people are, are aware that it exists. Of course, it's the underpinnings of the, the Chrome uh, operating system. Sure, um, and, and many and Rockmelt and many of our our uh, devices, um, non-computer devices, run on a form of Linux, one or another. So
1: that's true. Hmm. A lot of the servers, pretty so, much all of them.
0: Yeah. Uh, so not uh, all
1: of them, but a very Large percentage of server, web servers run Linux.
0: Extremely important, but uh, maybe not as uh, acclaimed as it as it could be.
1: Right. Well, we're going to acclaim this thing over. That doesn't make any sense. But I'm going to say that it does. Well,
0: it's nice of you to stake your acclaim.
1: Yes. Uh,
0: stake. <laughs> so, uh,
1: guys, if you want to tell us what some of your favorite stories from 2010 in the tech industry were, if we missed one of your favorites, or if you have something to say about one of the ones we talked about, let us know. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter. That handle is techstuffhsw. Or you can email us, and that address is techstuffhsw. Stuff at HowStuffWorks.com and Chris and I will talk to you again really soon.
0: For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. To learn more about the podcast, click on the podcast icon in the upper right corner of our homepage. The StuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. Brought to you by the reinvented 2012 Camry. It's ready. Are you...